This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to another Freedom Fighter podcast, I'm Derek Moyer, hope you're all good. This week we are finishing up our series on Christ the Healer and we're looking at our Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, really, if you've not heard about these things, you're going to be in for a real treat, uh, revolutionary thinking that can change your life when we understand where we base our, what, we, what we base our faith in. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Our faith is based in a knowledge of something. And when we know it's our right, uh, it's part of our inheritance to to, to have and, and experience certain things, then we'll, we'll, we'll do something different. We'll not be passively waiting at the sidelines of life for something to happen for us. We'll be claiming and taking what's rightfully ours. So I pray this really blesses you, encourages you, informs you and lifts you into new places in God. Good morning everybody, how are you all doing? Great to see you all this morning um, and welcome to the third part of our series on Christ the Healer and uh, I just wanted to start by saying this, that um, I had watched this movie called Midway, um, one of the platforms I'd watched it on, you know, a few months ago now and there was a scene, you know, for those who know about the the, the war in the Pacific, when Jap- Japanese bombed Pearl, ha- Pearl Harbor, and the it brought the United States of America into the Second World War. So, <clears throat> um, this movie is about one of the most pivotal battles in the battle for the Pacific, and it was a battle of this uh, island called Midway. But there's a scene in the film that portrays this intelligence officer who was downing himself big time because he didn't he didn't decode the messages of the Japanese which would have gave them the information they needed to prevent the horror of of the attack in Pearl Harbor. And what he said in the movie that jumped out at me and slapped me when I heard him say it, he goes, we're not going to lose any more men because I didn't dig deep enough. And I heard that and something just, you know, it it just jumped out at me. Because I was looking at this guy who, in the midst of war, in the midst of uh, his, his fellow soldiers and countrymen, been thousands of them getting taken out in this attack, he felt a personal responsibility that he had to dig deeper so that he would prevent things happening in the future. So that's what I'm praying today. Vince had mentioned there, you know, studying these things takes time. Studying them is, is uh, you know, to, to establish facts, to reach new conclusions. That's what the word research means. To search, to, to, to dig. It takes time, but it's well worth it. So I'm taking a step further than faith today, because uh, I'm I'm going to be sharing something that I've never really heard, and uh, you know, um, given a full message attention to. Um, so, Father, I just pray. We we'll just open up in prayer. 
God, I pray this morning, Lord, that the Lord, the prayer of Paul in Ephesians chapter 1, he says that we pray, O God, that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. We pray that you would open up the eyes of my understanding, illuminate my understanding, so that I would know and be clued up on and see and perceive what, uh, what, you know, what you've done for me. All this inheritance. We would know your power towards us who believe. The same power that you've wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead. That same uh, resurrection ability. We pray today through this uh, this um, you know message that there'll be new, new light and understanding, revelation that brings life. We know that you shall know the truth. You told us you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So we, we desire truth in our inward parts. We desire revelation, truth that will make us free, light that leads to life. So we ask you for that today in agreement. We believe for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, boys. So um, we finished last week with saying Christ is the healer. And, uh, you know, the excitement of uh, some of the some of the truths we shared last week, that he befriends the sinner, he releases the captive, and he heals the lame in mind and body. And uh, to me, it's just important just to, to, to you know, establish that this word lame is, is talking to somebody who's physically unable to walk because of an illness in their leg or foot. But, you know, we know that this... It's not just about healing physically. And as I said last week, my most important healing has been of the mind and heart. It's been psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. The deep wounds that have caused such, uh, you know, dysfunction and, uh, you know, uh, perpetuation of failure and defeat. That's, that's, that's what we want, uh, you know, uh, healed. And the, the heart's bound up and, integrated into the wholeness of life that Jesus provided for us, the God quality and God kind of. So, you know, to me, to know that, do you heal the lame in mind and heart, psychologically, emotionally? You know, and then, if I don't know that, I'll never ask for it. I'll never, I'll never start uh, moving towards with confidence, assurance, that that's, that's for me. So the day I'm going to really just open up some things about, you know, what do we base our faith on for it to be then, these things to have been manifested in, in our lives. And again, I'm saying this not based upon theory. I'm going to share my own story because I could tell you tons of facts and get lost in it all. But I know I can give you a confident, a, a conviction uh, my convictions of what, how this has worked out in my life. So, has anybody ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I know a few have, but it'll be surprising the amount of people haven't heard about this. And this idea, um, uh, this, the, the, you know, these ideas I can communicate through this. The Emancipation Proclamation was delivered, it was a presidential proclamation delivered by Abraham Lincoln the 1st of January uh, 1863 
third year of the bloody screen into the third year of the bloody civil war. And the word emancipate means to set free from slavery, to liberate, to release, to let out. And uh, what he was declaring was the black slaves in the south of the American divide at that point were free. When when the northern forces uh, captured and overcame these parts, the black slaves were to be free. So this was a government-backed guarantee that the military and the navy would enforce that the black slaves would be free. (laughs) So, can you you imagine the, the blacks in America who had been sold into slavery, brought from different parts of the the, the the world and sold as slaves. That's all they knew. They were, they were slaves, their sons were slaves, their daughters were slaves. You know, they, they only knew slavery. Um, they were now told that they had a right to be free. This moral and legal entitlement to have or to do something. And so... Um, I, I first heard this and it was like a, a, it was like a bomb going off in me that um, based upon that document and that proclamation the black slaves could stand on it and actually demand it that I've got a right to be free Based upon that government document, based upon that proclamation that was that was that was declared by Abraham Lincoln, and uh, so when I started in, in in my journey, I was in deep need of freedom. Slave to the, I was a slave to a lot of things that was that I had accumulated in my life due to how I handled all the issues of my life, like us all, pre Jesus. Slaves to sin, slaves to herself, slaves to all sorts of the pain of her past. And uh, so, when I started to hear, you shall know the truth, the truth will make you free. I was going, freedom? That is the, that is the, that is the greatest desire of my heart. I want to be free. But when you f- look, when you look at your circumstances, and you look at your symptoms, and you look at how you think and you feel, and how how you interact in life, you think, "Ah, that sounds great," but I'm no free. <laughs> you know, we look at ourselves and you think, "No, no, I know that sounds good, but I'm no free. I've got special problems. That can't be true for me." So what happens to me was I was uh, I was in my cousin's flat staying. And I had just started to study and read along these lines. That when I was when I was born again, when I experienced what Jesus spoke about, that the need to come to Him, to be, uh, to, to to have this newness of life that results in asking Him into your life, turning for the nine things, and being born again by the Spirit of God. It meant all this stuff happened. It was an inheritance. Happened to, for us, was given to us, sorry, after this transaction. 
And uh, so I was reading about these things. And it sounds brilliant, as I said, but I was going, this is, this is, when I, when I think about how I feel and think on a daily basis, it's, it's no my reality. And then I go to my bed that night, and I had been to a, a, a seminar uh, quite a couple of months before it, and it talked about how uh, we can get messages in our dreams. And we'll get into the explanation of that. But the long and short of it was, that night I went to my bed saying, will I ever be free? I've just read... I've just read all these facts and, and the truths about this is what's happened for you. But I'm still going, look, I'm I'm a prisoner. I know what it says, but I don't feel like that. My symptoms are the most important reality in my life. That's what I look at. How I feel and what I'm experiencing, that's the reality. Know what that says. Then I go to my bed because I didn't believe it. I didn't receive it. Uh, I go to my bed and I'm going, I'm never going to get free. And the long and short it was, I had this amazing detailed dream that I was in a prison. And there was tons of detail in it that were very important. But at the end of it, I'm kicking a door, asking, what am I in here for? And I heard a voice from my dream saying, you have been free all day. It's yourself that's kept yourself in a prison. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night absolutely screaming for joy. I'm free! I'm free! Because it, it was a it was a revelation that in the dream it was like every single second I was aware of being blocked up. But this was really like my reality when I when I was awake because I was locked up like I was a prisoner to myself, prisoner to my thoughts, prisoner to the way I interpreted life, prisoner to my rea- how I reacted. And uh, so... This first instruction that I want to focus on here uh, was showing me that I have been free all day. Right? I couldn't get my head around this because I'm going, wait a minute, I'm living as a prisoner. I'm experiencing life as a prisoner. But you're telling me I have been free it's myself that's kept myself in a prison. This was a, a revolutionary idea. It created a paradigm shift in my thinking. Because all your days, who, who doesn't just think based upon how things are in our lives, the symptoms, the feelings, the reality of our circumstances? That's, that's, what, that's what we base our reality on. But that was the first... Uh, introduction for me that God was saying I've already set you free you have been free all day it's yourself that's keeping yourself in a prison and my journey over the last years uh, um, experiencing this um, that that is what I'm talking about today because it's the same for healing because what what really was been communicated to me at that point was our, our emancipation proclamation was Jesus's cry for the cross. It is finished. Jesus's cry for the cross was basically saying, "Look, um, I have purchased your redemption. I have bought and paid for your freedom." And everything that my 
a mission has accomplished from the cross. Every promise that was prophesied is done. That, as we've been speaking about the last couple of weeks, the 40 times, nearly 40 times, that the Isaiah 53 is quoted in the New Testament is, is because it is valid, validating and verifying the reality of this is what was said about him and this is what he's done. And this is, what he was doing was to fulfil what he said he was, uh, what was prophesied of him. That he was wounded for our transgressions and he's taken our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. That in him we have forgiveness. That in him we have freedom. That in him we have restoration. In him we have healing. <laughs> so, um, you know, that word to me when, when I first got that, you have been, it was past tense. I mean, it took me a while to try and get my head around it. I was going, what, what, what do you mean, have been? It was like, if I say I have been to the shop, that means I've already been. <laughs> and he, he was saying to me, you have been free all day. And uh, it was like having to, having to keep thinking about this, going, what, you know, what is that, what, what sh how should I act if that's the case? You know, when you think of this for, for different, uh, different scriptures, Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ hath, has, already done it, redeemed us from the curse of the law. When you know what the curse of the law is, for Deuteronomy 28, you know that what's involved with all that. All the curses, the verse upon verse of curses, he's saying he's redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us. And then Isaiah, Isaiah 53, as we said, 1 Peter 2.24, that he's, in Matthew 8.17, he has bore our infirmities and taken our sicknesses. By his stripes, we have been healed. Already happened. So what's he saying this for? What was he telling me that for? You have been free all day. It's yourself that's kept yourself in prison. What he's saying that for is, he was wanting us to appropriate. What a word that appropriate means is to claim for our, as our own. Claim as our own. Everything that he says is yours. The past tenses of his words, his promises, for the uh, F.F. Bodsworth quotes, the, all the things regarding his redemption of our souls and bodies, from the sicknesses, diseases, and our minds and our bodies, to go forth in obedience, acting as if we believed him. He puts his promises in the past tense, thus authorising us to do the same. F.F. Bosworth quotes that the Emancipation Proclamation, that the gospel is, is a worldwide emancipation proclamation of liberty from service and slavery and bondage to the old tyrant master of sin and sickness, the devil. Right? Listen to these three scriptures, Luke 13, 16. The woman who was bent over for 18 years at Jesus healed on the Sabbath, when he loosed her, and he explained to, to the religious leaders who were trying to condemn him for breaking the law, he says, I have loosed this woman. Was it no right for me to do this? Whom Satan has bound for 18 years. Right? Revolutionary thinking. Because you think, Is it, could that be the case with this woman? Must have been. Acts 10.38, it says, How Jesus, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, 
healing all who are oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He's saying he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And then in 1 John 3, 8, he talks about the reason the Son of God was made manifest was to destroy the works of the enemy. So, you know, this gospel, this good news of Jesus completing this mission, when we look at it in that, the light of the, the scriptures, is that it's our emancipation proclamation from the from the oppression, from the slavery, to the to what the, the, the impacts of the enemy has on our lives. I said when I started uh, the series, I I actually was training at the beginning of the, uh, this year. Started a, a fitness uh, plan, a coach, first year of January. So I'm doing the doing the all the I'm following all the instructions, doing all the training, and then I had this. I hit a wall because my uh, old injuries that I had damaged my forearms with overtraining, boxing, weightlifting, all the things I was doing. Um, it come back, and I'm feeling exhausted, no strength, no energy replenishment, couldn't exercise, so I was sinking. Now I've got a gym and a sauna and a shower in my garage, and that place that I'm going. And all the work I've put into it, all of a sudden, I, I was I, I, because of that pain, I'm no, I'm no able to enjoy it. So in, in the middle of the night, I had this vision. And the vision was my shower was getting stolen. And I, it woke me up to the fact that actually, in this circumstance, because I kept looking at my symptoms, my arms, I was getting more discouraged, more depressed, more hopeless. Because I was focusing on the reality of what, 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 how I felt. So I went to this coach, I went to the doctor, I got medical advice, I got physical advice. But then I recognised, wait a minute. First I want to, I want to, I want to deal with the spiritual side of it first. Because we're spirit, soul and body. Before I, I go along a line of paying a lot of money to get all these tests done, I felt, deal with, deal with the spirit side first. And then when I got that uh, vision, um, you know, it, it alerted me to the fact that John eight thirty two, if you in thirty one, you continue my words, you're my disciples. Indeed, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. After continuing, after uh, keep keep feeding on, dwelling in. Why is it so important? Because we've got an adversary who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal our hope and our confidence and our peace. And I knew at that point, I was starting to look at my symptoms. I was starting to look and get so discouraged, filled with all this stuff that was stealing my, my, my hope for using that, my, that the, the, the gym that I've, you know, using my physical body. So I knew I've got a fight in my hands here. And, uh, you know... When it when it comes down to it, that uh, you know, um, we have got to fight for the life God intended. Um, I read I read yesterday uh, Andrew Womack said something, and he says we're not to passively wait about for God to do what He's told us to do. This is revolutionary thinking. I've been really encouraged as a boy in Kowinan family I know quite really well the the daughter 
um, her husband has got COVID. Young guy, he's in intensive care. He's been in, he's been put in an induced coma. And this family have have created a a, a group that they are saying we are asking for prayer. We're asking for whatever you know. Obviously, people are believing different things, but the 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 the, the bottom line is they're actually saying, can you stand with us and believe for healing to come to this to to our um, to our brother, husband, you know, whoever he is to them. And I'm looking on going, wow. That is, that's, they're no sitting passively lying about going, I just hope, I just hope that uh, some, you know, God does something for me. I don't, you know, we'll, we'll wait, we'll wait and passively, you know, uh, say, if it be thy will, God. There's, there's, a, there's more of a, a engagement in the process. Which I thought, goodness me, that 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 is that's that's dangerous, what I'm talking about. This is Matthew eleven twelve in action. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and it's the violent who take it by force. You know, and there's that element in there that God F. F. Bothwell said this, he said, eh, hope is expecting a blessing in the future. But faith is taking the blessing now. And so Based upon the Emancipation Proclamation, now I'm going to quote some that uh, the preacher Martin Luther King quoted for a prison cell. And he said this, Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded for by the oppressed. You get that? Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded for by the oppressed. The word, the word demand is to insist as of a right. This is mine. I'm insisting upon this. The word claim is to demand your property. Now, what he's saying, this is not just another wee quote just to sound good. This guy's in prison fighting for the rights of his, his black brothers in America at the time. Saying, by the way, boat guys, it's, this freedom is never going to be voluntarily given up. Now you think of this spiritually, with the strongholds of the enemy over our minds of of of, of illness thinking, of uh, you know of looking at the wrong image of yourself for years, and uh, the 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 hold that can have over a mind and over a life, like me, bound by all sorts of stuff. I'm no free. I'm no. I'm special. My problems are special. When he's saying you've been free all day, it's yourself that's keeping yourself in a prison. And really, really what he was saying, you, you, you lying about no daring about this is what's keeping you there. How you interpret, how you think, how you speak, what you're confessing and accepting all your life is what keeps you there. Um, so, as I said, Martin Luther King was basing this on the reality of they had a right to be free. They, they had a right... Um, you know, a, a, a right as, you know, based upon what the government, the laws, a right by law to be free. So, we we have to just do what the, the you know, the blacks of the South uh, done with their um, liberty. We need to act upon what God says to us. As I said, 
my, I took years to, to actually come to this. But the bottom line was, God said to me, in the beginning of my journey, you've been free all day. But I, I kept going running in circles. No actually saying, that if that's the truth, what have I to do about it? I need to act upon that. And be like Abraham, if you read chapter 4 of Romans, Abraham was, was told by God, he was called Abram at the time, Abram, I'm going to make your father of many nations. Guys like that, what? I'm, my wife's barren. She can't have, her womb's barren. She can't have any more kids. I'm beyond the age I can say, of, of you know, uh, he's at an age he's saying, I'm not going to have any more. I can't have wins, right? And uh, God says to him, I've called you a father of many nations. So, Romans chapter 4 explains how this came about for Abraham. Abraham, and I know it, I know it uh, for some it's like, oh, we're hearing things that just seem so contrary to reality. But it's in the Bible. It's how God operates and the, it, is, it is true. The, it says Abraham was totally fully persuaded that God was able to fulfill his promise and he grew strong in faith by continuing to praise God for the fulfillment of the promise. You know, and, and that that uh, truth there is so important for us that that's the same way. That's the same way when we God when we know that we know that we know that God has said to you, you are free, you are healed, you are forgiven. It's up to us to be fully persuaded that this is this is God is able to fulfil this in my life, and I be, I keep praising Him and thanking Him. For, for, for the fulfilment of the promise. Is that no good news? To stand on what we know. Uh, F.F. Bosworth quoted this, and I think it's important to, you know, put the put the uh, you know put it into context. That we are confessing and believing we are free, we're forgiven, we're healed, on the basis of our emancipation proclamation, the gospel, the the good news of Jesus. Or the, and always redemptive, uh, the redemptive work and what it means to us. Not on the basis of our feelings or the evidence of our senses. But we base it on the whole of scripture truth. All that his sacrifice provided. All that his high priesthood covers. And then the whole of God's revealed will. See, I know that it's important because I've experienced this. I've seen people standing on things and people dying. I've seen people believing for believing for certain things and the people have passed. And and then I've been running about people who have heard and got divine, direct divine guidance that actually contradicted what the other people were believing. So it's it's totally important that we walk with Christ. We help we, we actually wait to hear his revealed will in the situation. And then base our faith upon that. No, just I'll pick a scripture at thin air and and stand on it without the, the without the um, the walking with God, the sharing with, you know, and that's part of Christianity. That's part of our, uh, you know, our um, the, the walk that we are involved in. That we need to walk with Him. We need to be directly guided by Him. And uh, so. Um, I'm just going to finish with, with a, a quote from my wee devotional God calling. 
and it talked about that we are joint heirs with Jesus, according to Romans 8. We are heirs of God, according to his promises. And he said, the, the devotional says this, a beggar supplicates and waits, passively waits, a son, a daughter, appropriates. I know it's revolutionary thinking, because we need to learn that God has already provided for us. And when he reveals to us, this is my way, like me with that freedom, I, I was doing a disservice for years, living as if I wasn't free. Right? I was to take God at his word and start to appropriate and walk into my home and take the inheritance and keep at it, keep fighting for it, keep persisting at it and seeing that come to pass by faith. So God, we just praise you for today. We praise you, God, for for uh, healing words that bring li- life. You said in Proverbs 4 that God, that those who find your words find life. They bring their, their life, healing, medicine, restoration to those who find them. Their health and healing to all of their flesh, spirit, soul, body. So we stand on that today. We stand on that you've given, according to First Peter, all things that pertain to life and godliness. You have given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we praise you for every person. I pray that whatever they need today, that they can exercise faith, that they can draw near to you and hear and find the life-giving words they need and, and then start acting on them. By faith, totally convinced that they have what they do not see. So we just praise you for that today, God, and we worship you for, for great testimonies for people hearing these things. In Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.